It's so good. Have you ever played Pinochle? It's really fun. I taught it to like a bunch of guys backstage during a show where we had a lot of backstage time and they were like, Pinochle, that's a when are we playing again? When are we we fucking playing this game again? Are you going to bet? We got to go on stage, man. Yeah, but are you going to fucking bet? (laughs) Quick question. In Pinochle, when you summon all of Exodia, uh, does it have a similar similar effect or is it sort of? Better or worse? What's the over under? We always that? house rule it out of out of effect. <laughs> you can't. You can. oh. Well, that's how you kind of in, in legit. That's how you kind of know a game's got legs because you know you try to teach an old person a game and they just are like, nah, nah. I've already got the. I've already got a really good one. So uh, yeah, this <laughs> I have room in my life for one game and one game only. Yeah, but but what? So so it'll be interesting to see what happens when we're all eighty and Magic the Gathering is that game. Oh god, so it's definitely not gonna be Magic. You don't think so? Okay, no. Rory, that's no not. one is going to play Netrunner with you in the old <laughs> Long ago in a distant land. Burgoo your turks. That chicken was dry. Lay off the pork, baby, please! Bobby Truck. Slam your eyeballs against this. I'm the buff nutter and you have to listen to me. And good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the animated podcast about real cartoons. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. I'm Andy. And today uh, we are joined in the studio here for our final episode of Poke Clones, our big finale, Poke Clones Episode 4, uh, with our good friend and. Uh, Registered shit eater. <laughs> registered, <laughs> what? Registered horrible content aficionado, oh, Kyle Danger Hennig. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I just, um, I was just busy chewing this shit. Nah. He was born with a brown spoon in his mouth. <laughs> it was, it was as gross as it sounds. <laughs> what I meant to, what I meant to really imply is that uh, I, we've all known Kyle a very long time, and in the amount of time guys. that I've known you, uh, you've always liked some weird shit. And when we <laughs> talked about, when we talked about doing Monster Rancher, and you said, "Oh my God, that show is amazing." That was the tits or something or whatever it was that you I, said I in the bar. I said that it slaps. It slaps. Yeah. We, I, I just. It was it was like fate. We knew. I, I I don't think that there's another person on this planet who could possibly say that about Monster Rancher. I I don't think the creators of Monster Rancher could say that about Monster Rancher. <laughs> that's no, that's probably true. Uh, so today, today we watched not only Monster Rancher, but we also watched episode one of Yu Gi Oh, the one and only Yu Gi Oh. We had oh, to, and we're doing this show, this series about all the shows that copied Pokemon. That came along and took its magic stuff, its Michael's secret stuff, and just really kind of <laughs> ran with it. Um, some better than others. and Just took uh, that Pikachu and wrung it out like an old towel and yeah, sopped up the juice. I have, a, I have a short list of shows that I work very hard behind the scenes to make sure we never, ever watch. <laughs> uh, and I, I failed in that duty. For the Pokemon's <laughs> arc. Like the whole arc or just this episode? Just, the, it, just Yu-Gi-Oh! specifically is, is oh. one that I could have I could have gone however long our show goes and never watched. And I would have died a happy man. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I had never seen uh, until now any of Yu-Gi-Oh! at all. And that just makes – that's uh, that blows my fucking mind. Yeah. How did you, how did you miss Yu-Gi-Oh! I, well, <clears throat> so like when I was – 
when I was doing Pokemon, like yeah. when it happened, uh, I was deep. You know, I know. I was. I mean, I know you know. I know. I was, I was when, like, we, when we lived when we lived together, I could name any of the first 150, and he would tell me the level that it evolved into its next form. Yeah. Like within two seconds, he knew every specific level. This fucker was deep yeah. in Pokemon. Yeah, I, I know. I I knew and still know far too much. Far more more than any adult person should know about Pokemon. And I uh, definitely, um, I was so into that that Yu-Gi-Oh came around, and I just like didn't have. Like, kind of like we were talking about earlier with old people, I already have a game. Like, that was kind of how I was. <laughs> that was like, I don't need, I don't, like, like, oh, Yu-Gi-Oh! What? Those monsters are card-shaped, weak. <laughs> so what you're, what you're saying is you had extreme brand loyalty. I, well, it was, I, 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 I don't want it to come I think off that's like a that. Winner. I, yeah, I mean, I guess. It, it wasn't, it, it didn't formulate that way in my brain, but mm-hmm. practically speaking, the game yes. freak had you by the balls. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, by the Bulbasaurs. Kyle, we'll still have mercy on you during the class war. It's fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. It got a lot of us. <laughs> yeah, it really. Uh, it it caught us all. Yeah, I don't. I don't think any of us can can say we're truly clean. Uh, in the Pokemon front. I think I, I think I mentioned this once before. Yu-Gi-Oh! I feel like was probably the first show that I really saw the Matrix code on while I was watching cartoons. Like, Oh, really? This was... this. I think so, that I, it was so patently obvious that it was used to make money. It was to... Pro- I, was, I was being given this thing for profit, and um, I did not mm-hmm. care for that. Yeah. Uh, but it also was... is really, really bad. It's a real, real stinker. <laughs> it's... Uh, and it made and it made it easy. It made it easy to to have that have that high minded opinion. If Yu Gi Oh was dope, I'd have had a harder time with it. Is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Well, my I think my other aversion to Yu Gi Oh was like all the kids in my high school that did play Yu Gi Oh were like, the oh abs- like, god, it's... it was it was like it was as it was the it was the level of social ostracization that one couldn't sometimes sub could not sub from. nerds are kind of uh, insufferable. It's like yeah. That they're they're so far gone to the normal nerds that they're yeah. like it, it's just intense. <laughs> yeah, like, it was. It was like these are the these are the people who've never seen the inside of a shower. It's like, who come are, to school like, dressed like anime. Yeah, it's the part at the edge of the of the fantasy map that says "Here there be dragons." Uh-huh. It's, it's like we don't go over there. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. That's the Yu-Gi-Oh forest. We, we, we don't go to the Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> the, forest. That's the dark forest of Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> let's let's save that for our final boss here don't well, tell me tackle... what i can talk about and can't talk about i'm the host of today's show i took us <laughs> in i get to decide when we're visiting the Yu-Gi-Oh oh. forest and oh we're gonna God. save that for the oh very end God. we have to first we have to journey through the the ranch the swamp of monster rancher yeah we gotta that's better um <laughs> the ranch um <laughs> The monster ranch, the monster yeah. farm. Uh, so why don't we just dive right in? I was transported to a faraway land and to a world monster I'm ready to gang like a nation. Now we're in this place to save the monster from the evil moon. Well, uh, howdy, partners. We're here on the ranch, I guess. The monster ranch. We're on the monster ranch. Yeah. We're all... We're what on is the ranch. We, there was not a single the fucking ranch, ranch in this entire episode. Ranch. Is there no. ever a ranch? Yes, there is a ranch. Yes. Okay. There, it's, yeah. it's in the game, which I fucking... I have only seen a little bit of the anime. The game is... is awesome. 
Yes. Yes. The <sighs> game is incredible, Rory. Yes. Thank oh you. I was, I was like sitting here waiting. Like I got closer to my microphone. I was like, if he says terrible, I'm going to jump through the internet and fucking strangle his ass. No, <laughs> like, I played that the game shit was out of three amazing. Uh, I played a little so bit of two. I never played the games. Can you explain Same. the appeal? Because from what I've, I'm looking at, because I was researching the game, it just seems like kind of an, another Tamagotchi Digimon okay. sort of virtual pet game. Let me let me give it to you. Hennix got you. Okay. So here's here's mon- here's what Monster Rancher like first of all, like game game anime synergy is like at maximum with Monster Rancher because like the opening segment of Monster Rancher where he's like playing the game um and then he goes home and gets the copy and like is putting it in you watch like the intro movie on the game screen mm-hmm. like that's all almost exactly what happens when you in real life put your monster Yeah, in so the there's oh, wow. it, it, First yeah. and foremost, there's a tactile experience that's like really pretty cool. When oh, you, you, can, uh, you can touch them, you can touch the monsters. <laughs> well, no, what 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 it is is yes. like. Yes, do you remember? Exactly. Do you remember? I guess for you, it probably would have been Metal Gear Solid when yeah. you realized you could interact with the actual like console yeah. as part of yeah. the gameplay. Yep, so that's kind of what absolutely. Monster Rancher did. You you yeah. have all your parents' CDs are. Potential all monsters. <laughs> well, wait, you're fucking kidding me, really? No, yeah. So, so yeah. what happened was, this is how I discovered Monster Rancher. My buddy Jack bought it. And I, I had no idea what it was, and I was up at his house, and his parents had this huge CD library. And you like and shove Huey Lewis and the News in and get yes, a Huey Mon. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> no, okay. So specific. So specifically, like this is blowing my mind. There's right like now. a big fuck off list. There's like 38 <laughs> different breeds of monster, and they all like can like fuse into like hybrid breeds. Not like and yeah, they've got but, a lot of like, skins. Uh, that yeah. Are, like, yeah. unique to the album so if i remember trains like drops of jupiter gave you a robot that looks like a train <laughs> oh my fucking god uh, you're kidding uh, the third eye i'm blind, not kidding at all uh the th- one of the third eye blind albums gave you a samurai like a samurai what like floating fuck? suit of armor samurai monster and like <laughs> i remember this because my friend jack uh and i he's like i know my mom owns this cd we went through their entire like we'd like literally floor to ceiling all of like must have been five or six hundred cds all of them looking for that third eye blind CD and finally. Oh found wow, it. dude! Yeah. I'm just I'm living I'm living in a in a, like a potential world where like everyone's trying to play Monster Rancher, but like one kid like is like the one kid that was like me or Austin that bought those like Space Ghost soundtracks. <laughs> and we, you like shove Space Ghost musical, musical barbecue. barbecue up into there, yeah. and you get like a fucking Exodia comes out. Yeah, you so- guys, this is so stupid. So no, okay. So here's what happens, right? So you you turn on the game and you're like in this like weird. Uh, you're in this weird world where there's monsters and you like get some like the way, yeah, the way yeah, yeah. and you like you take your disc finger quotes disc to the finger quotes shrine uh, and you put it on the thing and you hit go and in the, the game, shrine is your PlayStation. Yes, the shrine is your PlayStation. Oh my god! So like, what you do is you you say okay this, and then it'll you'll hear the game disc spinning in the PlayStation, and you'll hear it stop, and on the screen it'll say that's the power disc. of love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no need money, no need fame. We got a robot that looks like a train. <laughs> and you. So, <laughs> the disc. That is the power of love. <laughs> <laughs> you feel the power of love. Oh uh, so the disc is spinning. It stops. You take it out. You put in Huey Lewis. You close the PlayStation. <laughs> Huey Lewis revs up, and this the game that is still loaded scans Huey Lewis. You pull the disc out. You put the game back in, and then it spits out the train robot or That's whatever it is. Just bonkers. Yeah. So like, so 
it was unique because Pokemon had this thing where you were like, oh man, I want to catch all these Pokemon. Monster Rancher was like, I must go through this physical I have to, you, Everything in your house is now like a... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You're like exactly. looking through your parents' CDs. Yeah, it's crazy. And they've got so many. These boomers have so many albums. <laughs> yes. They're all like, you see, you're like, you're like, I'm in the Monster Ranch. Yeah. Like, like this is the Monster Ranch. My home ranch. is the ranch. Yeah. What I and love it's... is the the interaction here between a, a child being like, hey, dad, can I borrow your Kenny G album? And the dad being like, yes, finally, he's getting into my music. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to I want to I want to say this. So uh, I noticed in the Wikipedia article for the game uh, mm-hmm. for the series, what it says about the story. I just have to read this. So, yeah, please. This says. Before the world's continents broke up into pieces, a huge disaster hit the world. People prayed to God for help, and God (laughs) created new life forms. However, new life forms brought new trouble, so God became exasperated and sealed them in disc stones. Many years have passed since then, and God entrusted the humans with the secret of disc stones. Today, people continue searching for these missing disc stones to unlock the life forms within. Thanks, God! Thanks for all the cool monsters. God got pissed and put people into CDs. He got exasperated. God couldn't even with these monsters. (laughs) A Swayzo? Yeah. If Swayzo isn't proof of God's exasperation, I don't know what it is. Let's talk about the show. I've got a summary for this first episode. It's called uh, In the Beginning, which is an incredibly uh, amazing first title. It's fucking incredible. Genki is a young boy with an ordinary dull life. That is, until he gets a new game in the mail. He gets pulled in and must now fend for himself within the game. He soon comes across two friends, Swayzo and Holly. But will they be able to stop the terrible monster, Moo? All right. I got to jump in right away with something. (laughs) Did you write this? No. This Where is off we... Wikipedia. Okay, so Wikipedia, I want you to to fucking calm your tits for a second because Genki does not have is not a normal boy with an ordinary boy life. No, he's Genki not. Genki is an esports champion. He is. He's a third. <laughs> he's like a ten year old esports champion. I thought that dream yeah. was all in his. Wasn't that dream all in his head? But then he actually no. gets. Because uh, that's what I was confused about. Then he actually gets the game. Yeah, because yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's real. He's it's just poor... he's like dreaming about it as like a thing that happened to him in the past, and yeah. now it's oh. later. And he's still waiting for the game to show up in the mail. Uh, I didn't get that at all. That I thought, was not I thought clear was, to me. I thought he had invented yeah. it was a fantasy. It's poor narrative design. Poor poor cinematography on the part of the anime. But... I do I do have to say it is really funny. Like he he wakes up. You know he's he, like we we see the flashback of him winning this tournament, and then like yes, and like congrats as a as a you know a prize you're going to get the next monster game like early access essentially we're going to mail it to you and then we see he, he was dreaming about it and he wakes up in english class and then he like looks out the window and like it looks like for all the world like he goes into the world of the game and he's like oh my god i'm not dreaming this time it's real and then he's dreaming again <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's yeah. pretty funny yeah it's, <laughs> that i felt was the most realistic to a child who's super obsessed with the content yes. that he's playing yeah. Um, of just like I feel like haven't we had that that transformative dream where you're like it's not a dream it's real this is very real and not a dream and like fuck it was it was definitely <laughs> it, it was, again also yeah, no, this dream. time it was still a dream <laughs> yeah yeah yep, that is absolutely this wasn't the time yeah <laughs> man uh, I remember when Skyrim came out and I had like some pretty fucked up Skyrim dreams <laughs> like uh-huh. like I played too much Skyrim and like. Shiagorath came and turned you into a chicken. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you play video games till right before you go to bed. You're you're in for a wild. Oh one. yeah, yeah. I I definitely like. It's like the game doesn't have to stop. 
Yeah, it was it was it was the messed up shit. Uh, speaking um, of like things that rang true, I there was a moment right after because like we he he like gets the fuck out of school because like he yeah. is wanting to go see if his game's in the mail. Uh-huh. And I really liked this se- this sequence. I thought it was like it rang really true for me of like my memories of a kid. There's like this like cool like the one time I noticed the soundtrack, it was like a cool string backing track. And he's so excited. He's rushing home and he like opens the mailbox and is like, oh, my God. Yes. And like it just seemed really real to me. Like he was very yeah. he was very like realistically excited as a nine year old. Like when like when your fucking scholastic book fair books like you found out that they showed up. And yeah. you're like, oh, damn. Oh, oh shit. Goosebumps 49. Uh, yeah, I'm going to read Artemis Fowl, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it like it felt like that. And I really appreciate that um it's interesting so what you're saying about that like so many anime protagonists are like between the ages of 10 and 12 and they all act like they're like 17 yeah they're too cool for school they're they're like they're they're what's his fuck from beyblade yeah and genki is not genki is a nine-year-old kid (laughs) like genki's straight up just a kid he's incredibly strong he's no presley carnivan he's he's no he's no hunter steel yeah he's he's able to wear a grown woman like a backpack (laughs) yeah he 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 carried he carried holly who was probably almost definitely at least like 15 years old yeah and mochi on his back while rollerblading dude those sick blades though like i, I, I mean <laughs> okay. i'm always i don't love the like you know s- him saving her all the time because for I know. she's twice his age and right. you know general and can run stuff. has feet but and there, there was a really fun assonance in the design because when he wears her like a backpack she mm-hmm. wears his backpack like a backpack yeah. And she's dressed like a fantasy maiden, and then she's just yeah. got a backpack. I yeah. really like that. That image is funny. Yeah. Yeah, she, she's got some interesting things going on. Uh, but le- I'm going to let Austin get us farther into the plot because we're getting so, out of context. Yes. Now, be- before before we do, though, I just want to – I think it's interesting that somebody who was making this show was almost listening to the last couple episodes of our podcast because <laughs> – in in a way, now I thought the show was terrible, but in a way, it does follow some of the things that we recommended I for other fully shows. Fully agree. I fully agree. So, I I actually liked this show. Yeah. So Isn't that weird? so we we had criticized Ash in Pokemon for not really knowing anything about the world or about the monsters and not really being like a fan, and we would have <laughs> yeah, enjoyed he's so excited to, see to go him. be a Pokemon master and doesn't know what a goddamn <laughs> Pidgey is. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's rolled up. And, and so in this case, it's the opposite, where uh, Genki is a huge expert, and I don't know how much it works. I mean, he's just, he's not, like, a fun character, necessarily. No, I mean, he, he's hes kind of a really traditional, annoying, over you know, overly confident, and, uh, you know, these, these, these little anime boys we're used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. they did an okay job putting, uh, putting him in a world is not built for uh, smarmy anime boys. He's not really a hero, exactly. Right. Well, uh, I a, do enjoy that his, his... He's good at running away. He's good on his rollerblades. Yeah. <laughs> and he can and he can carry a full-grown woman. His, yeah. <laughs> his experience as an esports champion 
I do enjoy that it does not translate one to one to actually being in the game. Like he shows yeah. up, and he's like, "I know everything about this," and then like is a they're fish like, "We're out of at water. war," yeah. and he's like, "Oh no, 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 no!" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I know. I I, I pink sways out a golem a few uh, like uh, like twenty minutes ago. It's fine." And they're like, "You did what to a what now?" And then the dinosaurs are like, "We're gonna eat you," and he's like, "This is not like one of my animes." <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So so yeah. So so he loads up his game, and at the same time, he's getting this intro in the game of we're seeing Holly and Suezo and they're running in a temple from the dinosaur cops um, <laughs> yeah. at yeah. Captain Black Dino uh, and they're all chasing him uh, and them and then they load up a disc in a temple at the same time he puts in disc two I guess. So this is this is kind of one of the biggest uh, diversions from the game. It's a big swing. Is getting transported uh, into the game well, <laughs> yes. no, like all the monsters speak, you know, perfect English or I suppose Japanese, but, you know, they yeah. just they all know language. Yeah. yeah. Well, and to varying degrees, like Mochi's yeah. an invalid, basically. Yeah, Mochi, <laughs> like, Mochi is there. Mochi's Pikachu. He's Pikachu. Well, yeah, except nobody else is Pikachu. Like even right. in, like Squirtle was still Squirtle. Pikachu's yeah. Pi- Bulbasaur is still Bulbasaur. In this, Mochi's Pikachu, but Swayzo is a smarmy Brooklyn fucking dwelling. <laughs> yeah. Swayzo's a Digimon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he really Swayzo is. So is a Digimon. Well, yeah, we didn't get to meet all the other, all the other like cast of the gang, but they all talk. Yeah, they all, they all. Talk. Even the, yeah. even the dog. Yeah. At this point, I think we should talk about <laughs> we should talk about Swayzo really fast because we do need to mention that he's Mike I, Wazowski with one limb instead of four. Yes, he's proto. He's protean Mike Wazowski. He was Mike Wazowski before we had Mike Wazowski, and he's not voiced by Billy Crystal. But I kind of wish that, that was not the case. That would be amazing if he was voiced by Billy Crystal. This show would have had an Emmy probably. Now, now imagine <laughs> what you know from Monsters Inc. Imagine Mike Wazowski. If you if you haven't seen pictures of Monster Rancher and you're watching, you're listening to us sight unseen. Imagine Mike Wazowski. Now take away all of his limbs, uh-huh. and now imagine. Imagine he had a penis and make the penis really long and he hops on it. Yeah. That's it. That's, 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 that's way that's he does have a little bit of a cock spring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does. He's constantly doing cock pushups. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't, don't like Patrick Swayzo, but I do <laughs> think I, I happen to. Pa- Swayzo is my favorite character in this anime. Like, and not just because he's the design of Swayzo is so like. Off-putting. It, it's horrifying. And <laughs> it's horror. Like, this is a show for children, right? Yeah. Like, if you, like, if you were, like, I, I watched this show when I was probably, like, it was when Pokemon was out. So I was probably 13 to 15 somewhere. Like, but if I was, like, eight, Swayzo would have haunted my nightmares, yeah. right? Like, and they, oh, they just awful. unapologetically put this, like, smarmy talking New York, like, eyeball sperm thing. I think the fun <laughs> thing is they don't have the depth uh, of a of a 151 type roster. No, I don't remember don't. how many monsters there are, but I would guess not it's many. about half. Four, I think if, there's if 48, not, if not less. 40. So yeah, okay. Yeah. So they frequently meet other, you know, Swayzos and others of of whatever and other, but yeah. the other Swayzos are all kind of like Swayzo. So it's like yeah. it's it's, it's just, just outrageous. The whole species is Billy Crystal. It's like that. They're all just <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing. The thing about that that you get if you play the game, and it's a little less unclear in the show, is that well, you understand if you actually play the game. Yeah, was uh, <laughs> <laughs> the thing you'll understand uh, um, is that when you um, there's only 48 breeds of monster, but they all can or something like that, but they can all combine with each other. So like mm, you persona can, style. Yeah, so you can like take a Swayzo. And fuse it with uh, Pixie, and you get that pink thing that 
Genki had in the very in that Genki was fighting in the, the pink sway, pink sway, pink sway though. Yeah, like yeah. that's Swayzo mixed with a pixie. Okay. And then like pink eye, you, the shit. The game called it pink eye. The I game, know the game did call it pink eye. Yeah, because because the game is not without a sense of humor, <laughs> <laughs> and conjunctivitis uh-huh. is hard to spell. <laughs> That's true. Now, speaking of sense of humor, um, good or bad, uh, we need to interrupt the show for a rap. A rap oh my member. god! Oh my oh god! true, put the true poker to the rap show. in the middle. They use it as the eye catch. Yeah. How do you yeah. do that? How are you going to interrupt this show for poker rap? I kind of like the theme song, but their mid roll song is trash. Wait a minute, you <laughs> liked the theme song? I thought it was. I think it's fine. Monsters, monsters rule. Monsters rule. The whole audience listening to our podcast already heard it like 10, 20 minutes ago. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad. The theme it's song, awful. The theme song is is it's bad. It's so bad, the theme, Rory. The, like the theme song is bad, but the thing in the middle is worse. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree <laughs> like, let's with that. play. Let's play today's rap about uh, about Captain oh, Black no. Dino. Oh, you gotta no. take a disc and take a risk. Oh God! Spin it fast through the past. Unlock your you disc, baby. Your Please disc. don't unlock your disc. <laughs> Monsters. Get a disc. Take the risk. Spin it fast through the past. Unlock it. Claim it. You can tame it. Unlock your disc. Captain Black Dino wanna move best. Unlock your disc. Lead the Black Donos on every conquest. Unlock your disc. Little Spot Dino, harmless enough to unlock a Kuro, you gotta be tough. Captain Kuro will stomp and brawl, these monsters rule, unlock them all. Unlock it, unlock it, unlock your disc. Yeah, what happens then is uh, the Holly kind of starts to explain the difference between her world, which is like a weird fantasy monster world, and the CD-ROMs are called mystery discs. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, they call them CD-ROMs. God, it dates oh, we it call so them mis- hard. We call those mystery discs. A mystery disc. It's just a CD-ROM. In this world, it's a mystery disc and may hold the phoenix. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is yeah. if we didn't say it already, this is 1999. So like, yeah. Look, I just, I just, I'm sorry. It's still in my head. It's like, it's like they took, it's like they listened to the pokey rap and went, man, educational rap is lame. We should do like a real rap about Monster Rancher. And then they re- they didn't realize that they made it worse by doing that. Yeah. That it was all re- like that by doing that, they had made it even more lame. Yeah. But by then it was too late. Because there's something about the original <laughs> poke rap that's delightfully insincere. Uh-huh. Like it's like it's like the, the adult going, oh, fellow kill, fellow children. But yeah. like they know it yeah. and they're kind of owning it. Yeah. They're like, come on, kids. It's the poke rap. Yeah, it's exactly. Kinda, it's kind of funny because of that. Yeah. This is like they took it too seriously and now we get douche chills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, they well. did. Um, <laughs> I'm also getting douche chills from uh, uh, some villain named Moo. Uh, which Holly explains is the big bad guy is some guy named Moo. And you think, oh, maybe is that like M-U? Like it it can't be. It's not like the cow, what the cows say. (laughs) Uh, But it is, in fact, also they spell it M-O-O, what the cow says. On on the one hand, that's awful. On the other hand, you kind of have to admire them for committing all the way deep on, yes, our big bad is named Moo. Yes, like the cows say, <laughs> the and evil yes, Moo. We're all scared of him. <laughs> but how are you gonna? How are you gonna do you, the 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 way that they localize things like this? Just makes me so confused because I don't know what her original name is, but it's probably not Holly, it's right? Probably not Holly. But we kept Genki. 
Uh, pre- presumably because they couldn't yeah. figure out a way to translate the part in this first episode where mean? he says, name my name means energy. Yeah, his name means energy. He's Genki, got a ton if, you of guys, it. if you guys aren't aware, in Japanese, Genki means essentially like energy or exuberance or whatever. And I like, kind of put those two. I put those two together. <laughs> but like the way you say, how are you, is essentially, are you Genki? Yeah, you say Genki, Descon. Are you Genki? And they'll be like, yeah, I'm Genki. Yeah. And so like. So his name is Genki. So when somebody <laughs> says, are you Genki? He says, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's already kind of funny, but like, but like, it's so it's so weird. They don't translate Genki, but we get Holly. Mm-hmm. But they like they don't bother to give Moo a new scary name in English. You could make a scary villain name and just put it in there if you wanted. Yeah, right. And he kind of look. He kind of looks like um. He kind of looks like a uh, uh, Shadow Link version of the Dovahkiin. Like a little he's, bit. He's got like the. He's got like that. Got horn. Skyrim on the brain, bro. I've been playing Skyrim on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's some real shit but like it's unclear as to whether or not he's a monster himself mm, yeah right like he's just the evil moo definite uh art he, he is yeah he wants to conquer this world which we still don't really have any sense of we gotta drop a clip when they describe what his plan is because they talk about no one knows for sure what he looks like but he's gathering mystery discs from everywhere and he changes good monsters into baddies. Those goodies, they're baddies now. Yeah, baddies. An interesting, not goodies. an interesting, uh, you know, sort of backdrop to the world they're in was it was really only in a we got a a still frame of like a marketplace. Do you remember that? Uh huh. Oh yeah. And yeah, yeah. I, I I guess the thing that I thought was so cool because all the other shows don't do a good job of this was really integrating humans and monsters into like a into a, a society. Like the, yeah, the, the the there's you see Suezos like buying stuff. There's monsters doing work and being customers, and there's yeah. humans doing the same stuff. It was pretty pretty mm-hmm. interesting. What we don't get any of though is is anything about Holly. Like no you know, no really no, given Holly, we don't get her name until the last like thirty seconds of the episode. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, it's a real missed opportunity to sort of actually make her be an interesting character, especially when she takes a moment to be interesting when she when she gets you know. She gets ready to throw down to to buy Genki a little extra time. Yeah, which was which was a hilarious scene because you have like ten year old protagonist main character like feeling up this rock trying to like believe in himself. Like yeah. And he's like he's like doing the feelings really hard. And Holly's like, don't worry about it, Genki. I'm gonna fight these dinosaurs by putting a pot on my head and wielding a frying pan. And I'm gonna mm-hmm. lunge. I'm not like she jumps into them and starts a swinging it, all tangled style. It gave me real like like Nino Cooney vibes. Yeah. And I'm like Holly's the real hero. She's awesome. This, this Genki kid is a little fucking twerp, but Genki's like a piece just, of yeah, the, but just uh, to sort of wrap up how this episode ends is is basically they have the the disc and they the, the disc because Genki's PlayStation travels with him it and does. Uh, <laughs> and they're like okay we should put that disc that that mystery disc into the temple and then get a monster and maybe it'll be the Phoenix which is some kind of like Deus Ex Machina monster that will Phoenix is convert the Mewtwo of monster it'll, yeah it'll make the good things good again. And so they, yeah. they do it and they put the disc in, but it creates Mochi, um, who we mentioned is sort of their Pikachu. It's this cute little. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a platypus. Yeah. It's yeah. Like a, a, a platypus mixed with a, with an actual Mochi, but it's pink. But he's pink. This is a strange localization thing. Oh, the sweet cakes? We never named him sweet cakes? With it, which is that <laughs> sweet cake happens. So earlier in the episode, his mom gives him some Mochi as a snack mm-hmm. in the real world. 
and she calls it sweet cakes. Yeah. Like I made you sweet cakes. Yeah. And he's like, dope, sweet cakes. Yeah. And uh, it's clearly, like it's clearly mochi. Yeah. And later. It's, it's fat mochi though. It's, it's like mochi the size mochi. of a fucking bread bowl. Yeah. <laughs> but later we, we get this new monster, this like Pikachu-esque motherfucker. And his name is going to be mochi. And you know how it's going to be mochi because he just says mochi over and over again. He's yeah. like, chi, chi, mochi, mochi, chi, chi, chi. And also if you, he, 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 he talks like Pikachu. And also if you've played the game. That's what the monster's already named. I don't know why they yeah. were telling why they invented his name in the moment. Uh, yeah. And well, so which, which it also also could have been Trevor. <laughs> it could have been Trevor. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, they come up with a bunch of names. And at the end, he has this realization. He realizes that this monster kind of looks like the mochi his mom made him. And I, it it really freaked me out for a second because he was like, I know it's sweet cake. And I thought for a second that this fucker was going to say mochi, mochi, mochi. And he was going to name them sweet cake. <laughs> sweet cake. He, he yeah. tried. He tried. And instead, yeah, he I names it mochi. For his name that would have been cake. so funny to me. Like, <laughs> we're gonna, hilarious. I would have required a, I would have required a Southern accent for the rest of the show. But, hey, sweet cake. All right, all right, sweet cake. Sweet cake, here's your petal blossom attack. But like, just to have this little monster constantly going mochi, chi, mochi, mochi, and he's like, I'm gonna name you Sweet Cake. I'm gonna name you Sweet Cake. <laughs> There's so many good, it's a shame that it was just the first episode, because we're not gonna see Tiger, who's basically tiger. A, a wolf well, mixed with a tiger mixed with a bull, and then like, <laughs> Golem, which is just a big dude made out of rocks, and Hare, which is a bunny rabbit that has a vagabond pack and is good at boxing. He's got and a then, he's got a hobo a hobo yeah, uh, stick, a hobo but bindle on a stick and boxing gloves. Welcome yeah. to our podcast. It's we name every monster in Monster Rancher. Uh, <laughs> the rest of the episode, we're gonna just keep talking about the There's monsters. There's also dragon. Yep, here it is. Which this is side, like so I said. dragon or worm. So guess, <laughs> <this is> just, <laughs> I actually have have something to reveal. So not only did I watch the first episode of Monster Rancher, I also watched the final episode of Monster Rancher. I watched Wait, episode seventy three. Seventy. Oh my god! It went I for seventy three episodes. Yes, so I watched Damn. episode seventy three today as well. Um, Why did and you do honestly, this? I did this because I had some extra time today, and <laughs> I, it was kind of amazing how unlost I was. I, I, it was actually incredibly easy really? to follow because they've only introduced about three or four other characters to the core cast, like those wow. those monsters you select you, you mentioned, um, wow. but also Holly's father who was. In the body of Mu, and then he has recovered his memories, and then they fight the ultimate form of Mu along with some other baddies, some bad monsters. Um, But ultimately, the whole giant cast, after 73 episodes, is about still about eight people total, uh, bad guys and good guys. And you feel like I missed zero. I mean, I just feel like nothing happened. I feel like I've seen all of Monster Rancher. (laughs) I mean, you kind (laughs) of have. Like, it it, it tied so closely to the game, and all the game is is raise your monster, fight your monster. Yeah. So, you know. All right. In light of this, we need to rate Monster Rancher. Let's do it. Wait, did they get, Austin, did they get the Phoenix by the end? They become the Phoenix. (gasps) The Phoenix was inside you all along. It was the friends you made along the way. Yep. All their friends (laughs) together. They they combine all their courage and their love together in a very Kingdom Hearts kind of way to defeat the darkness. Um, so in, I don't know heart. if you're bullshitting me or not. No, no, no they I really did. And then is. they become the Phoenix. Um, oh and then God. the Phoenix uh, fights and defeats Moo. And then so there's no more. And all the baddies become goodies, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah, including one yeah. of the baddies is a little cat with a red bob wig and a pearl necklace. 
Um, uh-huh. And that's a very silly looking monster. But uh, anyway, <laughs> let's let's rate this. <laughs> yeah. Cartoon. OK, uh, what was the first monsters. category? Monsters. Yeah. I, I don't Fine. like the monsters in this. Not great. Not what, the ones that we saw so far. What, what, what do we rate? I, them out of? Yes, we out of the five, ones we've seen are five. pretty unimpressive or uh, devastatingly awful. The game has some cool ones. Now, please tell me about the ones that we. Yeah, tell me all about the ones that we haven't seen yet. The ones that I remember really liking was there was they had a more entertaining ditto called Gel, who could uh-huh. all of his moves were like turning into cannons and giant hammers and stuff. Gel, That's fine. Gel was very cool. Um. um I, there was a Mo Momo was a squirrel with a he used he ate nuts and then shot him like a machine gun. <laughs> um, That's there's, pretty fun. There's, the game had some of the really cool ones. It had uh, dragons. They were just called dragons. It had this thing called Joker, which was like um, the it was, re- like, it was like a Reaper, Reaper sort of. Yeah, it was a Grim yeah. Reaper, but with a Joker mask. Dang. Um, it, Monster Rancher's got some dark shit in it. It also had dull, uh, they're called Durahans, and they're like oh yeah floating floating suits of the armor, armor man with swords. Uh, they're pretty badass. Hangers okay. are the robots. Well, I'm, I'm gonna have to this, cut you off. Know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna stop talking. There's Zillas. Zillas are gigantic whale men. All right, good night, Kyle. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show. I wanna, I wanna um, give it maybe a three and a half out of five in terms sure. of like what I've seen. I don't find them particularly aesthetically pleasing, and that's sort of where I would go. I don't find them cute enough to want to capture and collect. I think you're, I think you're. Really I think they did a good job yeah. being weird and cool in a way yes. that like had a, had their own aesthetic. Um, they were allowed to be funny. They were allowed to be uh, badass. I don't know. Uh, they're, certainly they're very it's, Digimon. They're, I, yeah, I think the, but I think the best part about them is they don't feel like Pokemon. Yeah, they yeah, really yeah, don't. yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. How are the people? Let's rate the people. Zero. Uh, the non-monsters. <laughs> I. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, uh, one, like, uh, can you give it a zero? I think we can. Okay. Yeah, then, we're, we make the rules here. Great. <laughs> then yeah, zero or, or one at the best. By episode seventy-three, Holly, it, it seemed no different. In fact, maybe worse. Great. Uh, as far as like her growth, like she she just never she's never not piggybacking. She's he's always carrying her. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't even want to walk anymore. She's like, fetch me my bag. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not great. So I'm not really a huge fan of the characters. Um, I'm, I'm into yeah. the, I'm I'm down with the zero rating. Okay, uh, how's the world? Mm. The world's actually pretty interesting. I don't hate it. We I didn't get the, into it. I don't hate the glimpse that we got. Yeah. Uh, I'm 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 happy to give it a four, especially considering sure. the shit that we've seen so far. How's the capitalist synergy? Oh, so I good. would so say high. pretty high with the CD stuff. And also, this we is... didn't mention you can also use your other PlayStation games. Yeah, and it was Dang. a PlayStation Two game that also let you use your PlayStation One games. Yeah, like there was Dang. a pretty a pretty good amount of incentivizing uh, purchases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and the show and the game are so linked, so similar. Yeah, and they and they weren't that far apart in time either. Like the show happened really quick after the first game. They were yeah. like, "Let's do this now!" <laughs> b- banged it out. So I, I'm I'm happy to give them full marks up there with Beyblade. Full marks, full marks. Five Walt Disney's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> five massive. Hey Rory. Uh, what is it? Yeah. Um, sure. I want you to tell us about our brand new sponsor. Uh, this is a new uh, school, like educational program that's oh, being yeah, yeah. Okay. carried out to different classes. Can sure. you tell us about Cranberries Up? Cranberries <laughs> Up is a great new way for students to uh, get uh, get their get their you know sense of direction because. Uh, <laughs> 
We don't teach yeah. kids. We don't teach kids maps or compasses or, uh, <laughs> you know, where to get cranberries. So <laughs> it seems like a pretty strong. It seems That's like a pretty true. strong way. I never, I never did learn where to find cranberries when I was in grade school. God, I what I would, I would have killed a kid for right if you just if you if you could read a map and you knew where the bog was that it went all, it all went down. <laughs> so let's get let's get into it, right? So kids. Kids get a map with with locations, and um, well, that's that's about as interactive as it really gets. Am I right? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, that's here's a map. Go find the berries, boy. Yeah, you say, it's you like say a scavenger as, hunt. No, like a not a scavenger hunt because they uh, it's for cranberries, and they have they have a map with cranberries on it. Cranberries specifically. Yeah, and there's yeah. no there's no real challenge. It's just follow the map. But how are the kids gonna follow the map if we never teach? Well, them? like here's the thing. Obviously. Obviously, you can use a map to find plenty of other things besides cranberries. But you know, you know how cranberries got. You know how cranberries are always like, you know, coming up with different business ideas. Like, let's put it with a different soda color. Let's mm. uh, let's make let's combine cranberries with this. Let's combine cranberries with that. And now they're like, yeah. let's combine cranberries with education. Uh, <laughs> it's just, you're saying this is like cran English. Yeah, it's like it's like <laughs> it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's like the cosmopolitan of geography. Cran geography. <laughs> It's like National Geographic, but they just give you a map with where the cranberries are. Yeah. yeah. I love that children's book. It's really... <laughs> hey, everybody. We're back at our brand spanking new mid-roll section. Uh, in the middle of our show and we're having a great time uh, we've we had a really great time with poke clones um sadly it is our final episode here but uh uh we just want to call attention again to our patreon if you're really loving what you're listening to uh and you want more you should go hit up our patreon and uh yeah. and check us out and give us a support and and don't think that you gotta like jump in at like some sort of big you know high rolling value just to 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 make us happy if all you can give and all you want to give is a buck a buck is dope and a buck lets you do even a couple things like you'll be able to vote on what our specials are going to be like we're, st we're still trying to make a dollar not feel stupid like we'll call out your name right. on stream but if you want to give more, if you want to give five dollars, you get some bonus content. You want to get eight dollars, we'll like record like a little personal like mini sode thank you like like special thing for you, and yeah. you know like give give whatever you can. But like I think it's a really fun way to to engage with us and and, and tell us how you tell us what you think. Yeah, every dollar is important to us. Um, it really just helps us push the show more and you know go neutral on our costs right now on hosting. Uh, that's sort of a an expense that uh, we've been we've been dealing with right now and and just a little bit every month you know helps us become cash neutral and and if you give us enough money rory will eat a boot i i committed to eating a shoe live on air uh, every <laughs> month that we make a certain amount of money <laughs> i i will stipulate that I, i'll probably cook it uh, i'm not gonna eat it i'm not gonna eat uncured leather yeah, like a like a poor Mickey Mouse character that has to eat a boiled shoe. Eat a boiled shoe. <laughs> so if you want to, so if you want to hear Rory eat a shoe monthly live on air, just throw us a couple bucks as a thank you or do whatever you gotta. You know, we're not gonna feel bad either way. But uh, we like you and we hope you like our stuff. But back to that Poke Clone business. 
everybody, we are so glad, so, so glad that we watched <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! as the ultimate uh, final form of the uh, Pokemon monetization corporate structure. This show <laughs> exemplifies all of the best, you know, corporate synergy uh, <laughs> and exploiting children for uh, commercial gain. So let's get into it. Episode one is the heart of the cards. Hell yeah. Heart of cards. Yugi Moto and his three best friends, Joseph Joey Wheeler, Tristan Taylor, and Taya Gardner. The the spelling kind of tripped me up for a sec. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Are in awe over Grandpa Solomon's collection of hundreds of rare dual monster cards. But when number one ranked duelist and ruthless tycoon... Seto Kaiba kidnaps Grandpa to get one of the rare three blue-eye white dragon cards. Yugi must face Kaiba in the ultimate dual monster showdown and avenge his maternal grandfather's honor. What's that maternal doing in there? Well, it's obviously not his dad's dad. (laughs) (laughs) It's his mom's dad. Fucking Wikipedia. Anybody can edit that shit. Yo, so right away I have a couple of questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, this game is called Dual Monsters? Yeah. Yeah, that, that it's not was, gonna be that called the, the name the name of the main character of the show. Well, but I know, but like that was the best they could do was dual monsters. <laughs> do you think that hardcore in our real world players of Yu Gi Oh actually call it dual monsters just sort of for the oh, fuck? <laughs> oh no, I hadn't even thought you of know? that. Oh no, in the, I really in the hope community, so. In the gaming community, the meta, you oh, know, they God. sort of talk about they call it dual monsters. They sure as fuck had better. Here's, I bet okay, it's I called do. Duel Monsters. It's not called Yu-Gi-Oh. It's called fucking Duel Monsters. And they better, <laughs> yeah, mom. They better, yeah. Seriously, what are you do? Like, don't be like Joey Wheeler and suck ass at Duel Monsters. <laughs> oh god, my stepdad called it Yu-Gi-Oh again today. What oh. a fucking oh, an what, idiot. What a casual. <laughs> uh, okay, oh. so I have, to, I have to say a couple things right up front. Uh, oh. Just really quick context things. Uh, I found I I never knew this. This is the second anime that was made of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yes. Uh, which oh, I this had is the no idea one. about. This is the second one. It is, uh, so it, it, it was a manga first, and then immediately they were like, we need to make a game out of that shit. And they made yeah. a game, and then they made an anime. It was Toei did an anime in 1998, and they did one season of it. They kind of super abridged it to try and, like, do a whole bunch of the manga really quickly. And it wasn't, like, the best received, and then they redid it in 2000. Uh, with a new so company. that's that's how you get a lot of sort of vestigial stuff in this show that is incredibly unexplained, like yes. why Yugi can okay. transform into Yu Gi Oh. Yeah, like that. <laughs> that was a big one. Like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah, yeah. Did they skip an episode for the dub? Apparently, in the first one, he's possessed by a dead pharaoh with a gambling problem. <laughs> <laughs> right. Can that's we talk true. about the the Egypt thing real quick? Like, yeah. Like what? <laughs> oh like, yeah. Well, how how the very beginning, the first thing we hear in this episode is long ago when the pyramids were young. Right. But, but who says something like that? <laughs> uh, it's a, so a really weird. really old dude. But apparently pharaohs used to play this dope card game called Duel Masters. <laughs> 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 like that's the thing I don't understand is like why like you could have picked any aesthetic for this game. Well, and you okay, chose so technically I think they didn't play dual monsters. I think they no. played the shadow games, right? They played, they played different. They played, they played magic games. It was all crazy magic where like the monsters were real. They weren't on cards or whatever. Like uh, the cards are sort of almost like a way to channel it. But then these Kaiba days. fucking made some shit. Yeah. 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 And so they. Uh, Pegasus. Yeah. Well, okay. Maximilian Pegasus. 
Ah, uh, Yugi. Uh, we don't even meet him in this episode. It's so upsetting. <laughs> you guys, I watched a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! when I was a kid, and this brought back so many memories. I've seen this episode like five times. No joke. Uh, and I did not realize that until I watched it. This is this is like meme fuel. Oh, this, yeah, it is. Every, whole, every, it every, is. every frame of this anime is a meme. I know. It's bizarre. <laughs> it And it's bizarre because it doesn't make sense, and it's so serious about itself. I think Seto Kaiba is, is the Seto Kaiba is the funniest anime character that Can, exists. Okay, I want to I want to briefly interrupt what you're saying because what Andy's scrolling the episode right now, and there's this moment that I this moment I was like, what the actual fuck? Like Kaiba comes into Grandpa's shop to get the Blue Eyes White Dragon card yeah. with like a steel briefcase and conditioning that we've watched everything else says that's full of fucking money yep. or a bomb. Right, yeah. and so he comes in and he's like trying to wheel and deal for this blue eyes white dragon card. And when Grandpa's like, "No," he's like, "I'll give you literally anything you want here." And he opens a case, and I expect to see fat stacks. Yeah, and it's just a bunch of fucking dual monster cards. <laughs> and I'm like, um, I'm like, what? What the? Like, who are you? Yeah. You're like, sorry, you're like sorry. The weirder part is the fact that we first see Kaiba in the kids' school with They're the other teens. Well, he's a school then, and then they say that Kaiba owns a company. Is he a yeah, child he's a child CEO? tycoon? He is a child tycoon. <laughs> he's like inherited a company, I think. There's more story to this. You learn a lot more I about I think it's Kaiba. a way the industry is set up, though. You're not wrong. Yeah. How is he a teen CEO? I don't, He's a I teen still CEO. Don't... The show should be about Seto Kaiba. It should be. It should be called <laughs> Teen CEO. <laughs> yeah. Why is he going to school? No, yeah, I know it's it's so bananas, and like it's the first time that we see. And him, he's it is the, the number funniest. one ranked dual monsters player. He's not <laughs> yeah. this guy wait, doesn't like, sleep. This so, guy's definitely doing cocaine. <laughs> so wait, he's he. I, I like that. Like the kids are all playing dual monsters, and other than Joey, who seems to live under a rock, they all know what dual <laughs> monsters is. And so what are you talking so, about, Yugi? Hey, Yugi, what's this game you play? So, so, so everybody seems to know what dual monsters is, and yet Seto Kaiba, who is apparently the number one ranked dual monsters player in the world, has to tell people that he yeah, is the so number one ranked dual monster player in the world. This is kind of a writery complaint, but it was so egregious in this episode that nobody acts like they've been living in this world for their whole yeah. life. Right. Yeah. right. They're explaining stuff ostensibly for our benefit, but with no pretense of bringing it up naturally. The world, no. they're just constantly explaining who everybody is in relation to each well, other. And, and not 20 <laughs> seconds of actual cartoon content go by before Taya starts explaining the rules of dual monsters. Yeah. It's so bad. Wait, it's so fast. I, I'd say they've got that on Bakugan, though. And they literally teach it. That's the entire game. They teach you how to play dual monsters in this show. So I give it yeah. points for that. The, but but yeah. so I, I, that was actually one of my questions. Is this is what they do in this show literally the unadulterated? Yes, that's the game. It's a bad game. I can't explain why people love it, but like, uh, there we go. like the game is literally, I put down my monster and attack. If your monster is there, it eats it for you, and if your monster is not there, you eat the attack. And if you lose all your life points, you die. That's the whole that's game. Pretty much it. If I remember correctly, I think I, I got taught it once. As some of the better monsters have to eat a monster to come into play and like the best mm. ones have to eat two monsters well so any that's game the... that lasts long enough it it gets more complicated there's more rules yeah. as the game goes on but OG it's pretty Yu-Gi-Oh. much it's pretty much an idiot an idiot could play it it uh, is let me tell you exactly like this is this is the shortest way that i can explain to you how Yu-Gi-Oh works okay. bigger number be small number <laughs> 
Like, Which they say it, in the show, right? <laughs> big number, good. Yeah. Big, big number, good. Small number, bad. Small number, die. Big number, big number, good number. Except if big number attack you with big number, then you bad. Then See, you die. Because that's because when I was watching this show, I was like, "Am I stupid? Like, like, am I?" Because because this seems like the dumbest game ever, and clearly there has to be more nuance to it, or it wouldn't have lasted. You know, five two hundred and fifty episodes. And yeah, this right? is this is how you know the game is trash. This is okay. This is actually less than a minute into the into the first episode where they're trying to tell you how sexy, how many boners you're gonna get because of Yu Gi Oh and Duel Masters, Duel Monsters. Yugi literally says, "Ah, you did fine, Joey. I just have better cards." <laughs> yeah. He literally <laughs> says the game is about just having the better cards. The best, yeah. yeah, and it's not wrong. It's a yeah, pretty fair assessment. Except the, the game is trash. Well, the other part, the more nuanced experience player. You don't have to player, be good at playing. Well, you just you, have to have the bigger number card. But you also have to believe in the heart of the card. <laughs> As we learned, That's because true. Seto Kaiba had all of the best cards, and yet he did not have heart. Mm-hmm. He didn't have and Exodia. That, he, he didn't did have the best cards. The best cards are the five cards. This was the first time in the continuity and history of this anime and this universe that anyone in any game ever has summoned Exodia. Now, I don't know how much of, like, trading card games any of you have played, but Yu-Gi-Oh! is not the first card game to go, you know, it would be really dope, a super powerful thing that takes five cards to put together. You'll get a Voltron in. Yeah. And it'll just somehow be impossible. Yeah, like, guess how many fucking Voltron mechanics there are in games and how many people have managed to pull that off. Yeah, because usually there's, (laughs) but that's the thing, other games have cards that do interesting things, like let you draw or swap out cards. I don't know that Yu-Gi-Oh! has that shit, it's just draw cards and play cards. Yeah, but Yu-Gi-Oh! also doesn't have things like, like, in like uh, barriers to play cards. No, yeah, you could do whatever yeah, you, you want during just, your turn. You it looks could like. just play cards. <laughs> so whatever you have, you could just play. All right. <laughs> now this is this is the most central thing to why people love or hate Yu-Gi-Oh, which is the hair. No, oh. it's the heart of the cards bullshit because oh, yeah. this lasts the entire show. Yeah, it does. And it's the main. It's the most main character power of main character power thing that you could possibly imagine. Yugi builds a deck. He's got all these good no, cards. No, his grandpa builds a deck. Sorry, his grandpa built the deck <laughs> yeah, that he plays true. with in episode one. His grandpa really trusted those cards and put like all of his lot. heart in it. But you don't have to worry about chance at all. Shuffling doesn't matter. Don't even shuffle your deck. Because if you <laughs> believe in the heart of the cards, the card you need is the next card you pull. And that is Yugi and how he wins every fucking game in this show. He just pulls the card he needs. How else do you dramatize this? You know, it's just, there's no like, other way can't. to create I character mean, We drama. already saw Beyblade have to just dig really deep and be like, well, I guess he gets a running start before he does the top. Like, if they already yeah, had to scrape that... the bottom of the barrel in episode one, it's hard to make a simple game interesting and compelling. Well, I think the the attempt at compelling for Yu-Gi-Oh! is like, and now I spawn this monster, and then it summons, <gasps> and you're like, oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, that monster, that monster is different than the monster that you just summoned that I have destroyed. <laughs> yes, it is. And now it's going to attack you. Oh, no, it destroyed my monster. Well, I will summon a different monster still. What? I haven't seen that monster since last year's episode. Wait, you know? Kyle, are you a writer for this show? Yeah. <laughs> in a way, in a way, kind of the beauty of the show, if you're going to give it any accolades, it's that every single card played is an opportunity to have an extreme anime monologue about how dope the monster is. That's, mm-hmm. that's very true. And like the things it yeah. does and why it's a good card. And, <laughs> and, and, yeah. at least, and at least three or four, 
Yeah. D- losing God. this game has a very powerful physical effect on your body. Um, <laughs> like, that's, that, that's the thing. Okay, so like, like Monster Rancher had, like the first episode of Monster Rancher had this kind of like, like, you know, we got to see normal life and we, and like, and then he got into the world and it was like, you know, like some, there it was like a tense sort of situation, but there was also some whimsy and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Yu-Gi-Oh goes from like herp-a-derp-a-derp, we're at school, at kids, card shop, yay, to my grandpa's in the fucking hospital. Like, yeah, so like, fast. It happens, he got dueled so bad. Yeah, because he got dueled, he dueled so hard, motherfuckers want to find him. <laughs> like, and that literally happens, and he like goes to the hospital, is in, is on oxygen, unconscious, and like wakes up at the end, and they're like, "Grandpa, you're alive!" And oh, it's like, I lost a card so bad it broke my neck. <laughs> right? Like, oh, <laughs> like bones in my body. <laughs> he played that blue eyes white dragon, and my femur shattered. <laughs> it literally, like, it, like what? I, like, I know Kaiba made the crazy, like, sexy hologram stadium or whatever, but like, yeah. what did he put into that? Like, I know. is is the IMAX bass speaker thing that is under Force your feedback? Like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is four D. <laughs> Yeah. I did. I gotta say, I I did also kind of dig the moment when he just rips up Grandpa's card. That was pretty yeah, visceral. That was he doesn't baller. use yeah. it. He doesn't want it. He just yeah. needs to get rid of it. His we deck's should, already we full. Should, we should describe. We should describe such as it is the 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 couple plot beats that we've we've you know glossed sure. over. We we hear the the first time that we see Seto Kaiba is hysterical to me because they're the the main characters are just in class playing dual monsters and they're. He, Yugi casually is like, oh, yeah, let's go back to my grandpa's place. He's got a super rare card. And it cuts dramatically to Seto Kaiba over in the other side of the classroom. And he's listening. He goes, rare card. Could they have found the card I've been searching for? It's like, <laughs> dude, that could be any rare card. Like, you really jump to conclusions. It's awful. This show is a real stinker. But they go to they go to grandpa's shop. It's he, Grandpa runs a game shop, which is like, that's the important part, right? And right. so he's got this card called the Blue Eyes White Dragon, which apparently is really dope. And Kaiba wants it, and he ends up using some backhanded, uh, you know, obviously, like, somehow he injures Grandpa to death using card games, and he wins the Blue-Eyes White Dragon off of him. And what we were just talking about is that instead of putting it in his deck, all he wanted to do was tear it up so that no one could use it against him. Because he's already yeah. got three in he's his deck. He's got three of them. Which I guess would be the maximum number you can have. Presumably, it's your it's your dupe limit in the deck. The best part of that whole sequence of events is that he's like, Grandpa, I want this card. Grandpa's like, no, my friend gave this card to me, and it mean, and I think of my friend whenever I ha- have this card, and it means so much to me. <laughs> he and says, Kaiba's... and so I treasure this card as I do that friend. Right. And so I treasure this card as I do that friend. And, so, and then Kaiba's like, yeah, I'll give you any money or any card out of this case that should have a bomb in it. And he's like, no, that's cool. And Kaiba's like, fine, you old fool, we'll see, blah, 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 and leaves. And then the next day... Muggsy and Tony come into the shop and are like, hey, Kaiba wants to play you for that card. And Grandpa's like, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm afraid we have to insist. Yeah. Eh? Like, what? Like, you. He's got. Are, are he's there, got is there no law enforcement in this universe? Like, there's a sort of <laughs> depressing reality, too, about like why game stores keep going out of business because nobody comes in as like, a, <laughs> as like a paying customer. They always want to just like, I gave you my dual monster cards. No, this yeah, is a store. Dude, we take real money. <laughs> we take money for goods and services. Yeah, yeah. And like, so they, so he essentially kidnaps Grandpa, and and then like 
presumably grandpa's down at that point. Like, he's like, duel me, I'll put up my best card and you'll put up yours. And grandpa's like, okay. All right. Well, because grandpa thinks he's got it in the bag. Grandpa trusts in the heart of the cards. Except he didn't uh, sort of know that Kaiba has this force feedback 4D setup that's going to hurt his old body. And here's another thing. Kaiba said, I'll put up my best card and you put up your best card. So grandpa puts up the blue eyes white dragon because it's the rarest card he has. What does Kaiba put up? That's a good question. I have no idea and we don't see it. presumably Kaiba has the other three because yep. there are only four in the entire world. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, well, there were anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, if there was only four in the whole world, Kaiba, you fucking I mean, maybe he bag, put like... up Dark Clown. <laughs> <laughs> there, are some, there are some fucking weird cards in Yu-Gi-Oh. I wrote down one name that just cracked me up. Kaiba later in the episode plays the Judge oh, Man. The judge, judge Man. man. <laughs> right. Judge Man. The Judge, judge Man. man. Also, the... Speaking of this, like, you know, strange child CEO, <laughs> I, I guess it makes sense that he would have invested his time into his weird virtual game center. Uh huh. The thing that I noticed, just uh, the things that, just as a, something that bothers me from a just business sense, was like, <laughs> he, he has this entire speech about how nobody's ever put Exodia together before, yet he's yeah. pe- he's had his animators come up with how to make Exodia fight. Like, right? That's true. Presumably, yeah, he th- paid some like computer, like three D modelers to yeah. make all these <laughs> these dual monsters. Yeah. What a waste God. of time! What a, what? That's <laughs> upsetting. <laughs> I, he's so opulently wealthy that he can pay for them to model Exodia, even though it'll do things literally that have never, never been done before. But in case they ever happen, let's animate. In case they case. ever happen in my Kaiba, private Kaiba, office. Look, Kaiba needs something to masturbate to also. He does. He <laughs> so, does. That's fair. They introduce his little brother. Uh, oh, Mokuba. Oh, yeah, Kaiba's little brother. brother. Little Mokuba is a piece of shit. Uh, but that's my knowledge, having watched the show. He's annoying <laughs> as hell. So, so what do they do? So they did this thing, Yugi oh, and his hands. friends, with this quote-unquote friendship Oh my symbol? god, it was so strange. That yeah, the they all silly. So, so I this is this is my only thing that I looked up particularly because I did need to know the answer. So they, Taya, like they that his friends are all like, we're gonna take your grandpa to the hospital. You stay here and make Kaiba pay for what he did to your grandpa, which is like pretty actually like good friends. Yeah, right? it's good, like, good but friends. also like I hope he doesn't die because I was playing <laughs> <Right>? cards. <laughs> yeah, but in that moment, Taya's like. But we're still with you. And so that you know that we're all still with you in spirit. Put out your hands. And they all put their hands in. And she draws across all four of their, like, left hands or whatever, or right hands, uh, a big smiley face. Like, she basically draws a little emoji. Is that what that is? Yeah. It's a smiley yeah. face on their oh, hands. I thought it was a weird Egyptian symbol. I didn't see yeah, the smiley I, face at all. No, it's, it it's, was... a big, it's a big circly smiley emoticon f- smiley face. And she draws it. And apparently in the manga, this is like a thing that they've brought in from the manga and put in a different spot. Apparently in the manga, it's in a lot more sort of like a pivotal moment where they're, they might be parting ways and they're talking about graduation. And she's like, you know, even if the ink fades, you'll all sort of like be able to look down at your hand and remember that she was there at one point and that we're all still like friends from far away or whatever. It, it wasn't makes strangely me- shoehorned into right before they're about to go fight. Yeah. Right before they're <laughs> going to go fight. And before their dad, their grandpa is going to die of like cardiac arrest. Um. Oh! <laughs> oh! oh! Good God. night, Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that was really weird. Uh, okay. So so Yugi and Kaiba have their showdown because Yugi wants to. He's getting Grandpa gives him his death, his deck, sort of as like almost like dying words, like Yugi used my fucking dual monsters deck. <laughs> 
beat this little shit. Yeah. And <laughs> his whole deal is like Kaiba is going on and on about how this, this game is about power. I'm going to drop a clip here. He says, power is what this game is all about, you fool. Faith is for losers. And <laughs> Yugi is all about the heart of the cards, and he's just going to believe that the card that he needs is going to show up because his grandpa loves this deck so much. That and works in most areas of life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that's what this whole battle is like about. But they get so in the weeds on every little bit of the game. And I will tell the you. The deck senses his doubt. Oh, my Apparently. God. <laughs> he does. Do, he does say that. The deck, it senses my doubt. God. It does. Uh, the deck senses his doubt. I, and and we, can talk, we can talk about this briefly. But when Yugi goes t- into his, you know, A game, his Mind game palace. face. He turns into the pharaoh that like possesses him through the Millennium Puzzle, and it's kind of Which like is the an, pyramid on his neck. Right? Yeah, he's wearing like a big weird fucking pyramid as like a bling chain around his neck, yeah. and it looks like it's incredibly uncomfortable. But he wears it everywhere, and there's the spirit of the ancient pharaoh, like this big hero. Well, it turns into a sex icon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he turns from a strange small little. Monster goblin. He's a goblin. He's half yeah. the size of everybody else. <laughs> yeah. And then he becomes like tall and hot. He turns into yeah. a twink, a twink leather daddy with a dog collar. <laughs> he turns into Stefan Urkel. Oh my god. Yeah. It's it's so weird. And he gets a deeper voice, and even Kaiba's unsettled. Like it happens and he's like, let's duel. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah, that's like canonically what's happening. Man, like, where did this beefcake come from? Yeah. Oh god, I hope this doesn't awaken anything in me. Kind of a huge plot point that they do not cover they in this episode. They don't address at all. They address it very briefly when Joey's leaving, and Joey's like, Yeah, you you're gonna get it, you're fine. Yo, you got that millennium puzzle. The what? Cool. Sorry. Sorry, say that again? <laughs> what, says the audience? Yeah. What are we doing? I, I like that both Monster Rancher and Yu-Gi-Oh! have a uh, smart-talking uh, Brooklyn East Side, uh, side, yeah. side character. character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty, on board. Pretty great. It's a trend I'd like to see continue. God, Joey's so fucking funny. What a piece of shit. I like that Joey's watching the fight. Yeah. And, like, at one, only once do they cut to him and he's like, yeah, yu And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Joey. Yeah, come on, Joey. Uh, the, the, the tone is, I mean, it is very serious for certain characters, but at the same time, it's a little weird. Like, there's a lot of jokey stuff happening, and I don't know what is intended to be silly and jokey. I know. But no, it was just kind of, but, like, not, not playing. Right. They right. do a lot of really dramatic zooms on Kaiba's face. A and, like, in those. any other circumstance, that would be satire. But it's not. They're just doing it because they think it's dramatic. Like, right. it, it's just, an, it's it's bizarre. But, like, I will say that this show has some, like, darker tone to it. And some of the monsters mm-hmm. are sort of, like, freaky. And I, I found a, a quote from, like, an old Time magazine article where they were, they were like, like, parents were getting upset because, like, their little Pokemon kids were watching Yu-Gi-Oh! And watching they were like, this spooky is, Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> this is Spooky-Oh! They were watching, they were watching teen <laughs> content. And they described it. It said, it has dark storylines, terrifying monsters, and leggy girls. (laughs) God forbid, right? Like, See, that's kind of the brilliant thing that Yu-Gi-Oh! did, though, was they they appealed to the the kids kids who were just aging out of Pokemon, who -hmm. were starting to become teens, and they were like, ah, Pikachu's for babies. Pikachu's a baby, a baby squirrel. And I want the cool, I want Dark Magician. I want, I want girls. 
Dude, Dark this, Magician Girl? It, it, it worked. There's a uh, lot of porn of Dark Magician Girl. You know that's true. Duh. God. There were people, like Kyle mentioned, like, unapologetically into Yu-Gi-Oh! in high school. You would mm-hmm. not have... You would have not have caught somebody dead admitting to still watching Pokemon. Nope. That's it right there. Sorry, we just we just paused on on Exodia blasting Kaiba into next Tuesday. Oh my god! What an incredible the face, shot! The face Kaiba makes as the as the beam of holy Egyptian pharaoh light <laughs> like just engulfs his entire wretched body, and like he's just. It's this twisted agony. It's like, this is a face that you would expect to see in, like, Berserk. The Ark of the Covenant? Yeah. Like, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this yeah, is... the this... flesh flying off of his yes. bones. It's, like, really actually quite grotesque. And it's it is. like, no wonder Grandpa's in the hospital. Yeah. Like, look at this you shit. Know that's, like... You know that's the image for our episode. I mean, <laughs> I <know. you> just... <laughs> it's gotta be. This uh, show has peaked at episode one, and I don't see a reason to watch more. You know, that's, uh, but... that's actually, Austin, that's actually something that I thought, too, is it's like, wait a minute, so... Literally the strongest the the strongest monster in all of Duel Monsters is Exodia. And in episode one, we do the impossible there it is. We've and done summon it. Exodia. So yeah. what so, what else is there to do now? So what I can what I can tell you is that as the show goes on, it become it, it's always about the card game. I'll, that's obvious. Right. It's always about the card game. But it does slowly bring in the bigger narrative of all these people with the Millennium items, uh-huh. which is a terrible translation, by the way. Like, call them like the Millennium like totems or the Millennium. Well, you don't just use the word items as if that's cool. <laughs> yeah, <it's> <laughs> They're items. The power. The power stuff. <laughs> but, like, it, there are all these different people who all have like have sort of. They're also getting like possessed by ancient Egyptian like people through these Millennium items. And, like, it kind of becomes about a bigger narrative about, like, big spooky magic stuff starts happening. The Shadow Games. Yeah, it's the Shadow Games. Also, there's a man named Maximilian Pegasus who Uh, is a gay predator. And, like, it's it's not wonderful, but he's very funny. I know they were neighbors, but Pegasus is Greek. Yeah. Yeah. Pegasus is Greek. Not Egyptian. Not Egyptian. Guys, what are you doing? Yeah. But he's got a... You're mixing your metaphors there. His eyeball is a Millennium item. Which yeah. you saw, you saw at the end of this episode. How did, like, how did little, you fuck that one up? I have no idea. You guys, I don't know anything about this. So, I watched a lot of it, and I still can't really explain it. So I think we should talk a little bit about sort of why Yu-Gi-Oh, like, did so I well. Why and Yu-Gi-Oh? I think, oh, why did Yu-Gi-Oh? Um, why did Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> but I think, I think Yu-Gi-Oh walked a line really nicely between some of the shows that we watched between, um, like, say a a, ba- a Bakugan. And a Beyblade, where mm-hmm. a, a good chunk of it is sort of actual play, um, yeah. is sort of like honoring the sh- the source material and the the game that it's based on, and showing mm-hmm. showcasing all the monsters and the creatures, um, and this sort of like actual narrative drama that's happening that is kind of interesting. Is kind of interesting. Kind <laughs> I will admit. I will admit that. I mean, it's like when yep. you are kind of tempted by looking ahead at episodes on the Netflix list, and you're like. Wow, I mean, they wow, they really go to places like mm-hmm. unlike Monster Rancher, where I jumped to episode seventy three, and we're like, "Yep, here we are, same shit." You know, <laughs> you could jump, you could jump to episode, you know, sixty five or something in Yu Gi Oh, and be just. You know what happens if you jump to like episode one hundred of Yu Gi Oh? They're all on motorbikes. 
And I'm not okay. even kidding you. Where they they okay. play duel monsters on bikes. Where do they get, what, <laughs> it's, I'm not even fucking joking Where with do you. They, here's a question that's sort of related to that. Because obviously Kaiba made those, right? Uh, probably. That's how yeah. Paul Walker died. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so like, does, is this, does, does Kaiba ever have a, a Prince Zuko arc? Uh, kind of. Because I feel like, yeah. I feel like that's, that's his destiny. He becomes way less of a piece of shit and more of just sort of like a, a, a begrudging, like, comrade, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I figured. But it's not. It's I not see them I see them kind anyway. of ripping off the the sort of Pokemon model here of having a, a a bad rival like a personal rival as well as somebody like having that as the, the corporate separate rival and the yeah, the, the like street exactly. level rival. Exactly. Well, it's like Team right. Rocket and Gary. It, that's that's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I do appreciate that. And and to be honest, watching this first episode of Yu-Gi-Oh was it's an assault. Yes. It is an assault. <laughs> it is overwhelming. You can't tell what's going on. Nope. Everything's confusing. Yes. Everything washes over you. You're done. And if episode two autoplayed, I might just kind of be dumbstruck enough to keep going. <laughs> it's it's so enough is. to entertain you. It's shocking. That you, that you got dazed like a, like an angler <laughs> like fish. Kaiba. You got dazed like Kaiba. Kaiba yeah. like, like, like Kaiba getting blasted by Exodia. You too, dear reader, are stunned. <laughs> You are poleaxed. You can't believe that they summoned the five pieces of terrible anime for the first time ever yeah. in the universe. No one's and, ever done a Voltron before. And hit you in the face <laughs> with them. Uh, okay. Let's summon all the pieces of our rating. Yes, yeah. let's do it. Okay, monsters. I, I give the mon- like, the monsters are, like, the least impressive part of the show, to yeah. be honest. There's only a few monster designs. Yeah, there's really very little cohesion. Yeah, I only remember a few monster designs, and it's just because he yeah. always uses fucking Dark Magician Girl. I think we gotta mention right. that the, tra- I don't know if it's a tra- it's just a translation thing, but, uh, Blue Eyes White Dragon does not yeah. play well. That's oh, got bad. really <laughs> shitty optics. Oh, it's yeah. bad. It's so bad. It's also just like that's not good English. That's a four. That's a four word name for something you could have just called Dragon. Yeah, or give it a different name, like a different flavor name, like like Northern Dragon or something, like some other. No, you thing. can't call it Northern Dragon. The Nordic Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aryan Dole Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, let's do a two out of five. I agree. Yeah, sure. Okay. Two works for me. Uh, people. Characters. How are the people? Characters. Um, I unabashedly love Joey. And Tristan like gets Joey. good moments too Tristan. later, but Joey is hysterical. I'm, He's I meme think I would fuel. like Tia. They're Tia. memorable. I remember. Tia, I, thank you. I remember all these characters from the, you know, handful of, from the snapshot I've had, I had of Yu-Gi-Oh. Or from watching Yu-Gi-Oh abridged on YouTube. Yeah. Which I did see some of. Yeah. As, as like despite his insufferability in the first episode kaiba is the most narratively developed character he's interesting like, yeah he mm-hmm. like he has like he's a teen ceo <laughs> yeah <laughs> like like donald trump couldn't have made a better character if he tried he couldn't have you know that yeah. you know that's true and he would have tried so i guess we can give this I, i'd be happy Four with a five? three and a half three a three, and, three and, a half, and a half somewhere yeah. in there yeah i'm i'm yeah. cool with that because they're not good uh, characters, but they are entertaining right. characters. Yeah. Let's talk about the world. Oh, it's terrible. The world is yeah. Every, everything about this yeah. is awful. It's like, so bad. Can we, we give we it don't less even... than zero? Can we go to negative integers? Sure. <sighs> <laughs> 
I feel like we need, I, I don't know. I'm okay with a zero. I'm okay with negatives. I'm good with whatever. There's still something I enjoy about Yu-Gi-Oh, but it's not the world building. The, the, the world no. is meaningless. It no, I want to know a lot more about the shadow games and simultaneously I'm not, I'm not interested, <laughs> but. Well, and we didn't even, we, I, this is maybe a little off topic, but my favorite Yu-Gi-Oh card of all time, because they use it so often, is the, the fucking Pot of Greed. Pot of- I, I I use Pot of Greed. It allows me to draw two new cards, as if that's, like, fucking exciting in any way. But It they... is considering. You'd uh, have to explain card advantage and... Uh, <laughs> what what really, do you do, though? It's a because, really intense card theory. Well, be, like, because up until Pot of Greed, all the mechanics of the game were believe in the cards yeah, and you will draw uh-huh. the one you want. Well, and we, I mean, you should, anyone listening should go on YouTube and search Pot of Greed. There is a supercut of every Pot of Greed play <laughs> in the Yu-Gi-Oh! show That's and it's great. worth it. They say it the exact same way every time. It doesn't matter what characters play in that <laughs> fucking card. Pot of Greed! Pot of Greed! Pot of Greed! It allows me to draw two new cards. Yeah, I play Pot of Greed! It allows me to draw two new cards! Pot of Greed! <laughs> I play this Pot of Greed! It allows me to draw two new cards to refresh my hand. <laughs> That's remarkable. Uh, okay, capitalist, capitalist synergy. synergy. Oh boy, I, I think it's pretty high, but I don't want to give it I full mark. I think this is high. I yeah, this isn't quite the same integration as Monster Rancher or the, the, Beyblade. The, the thing is, is it's like it should be the highest of all. Yeah, but it's not because. Because the show doesn't make any fucking sense, and the game is bad. So like, <laughs> right. so like, w- when you try to like, but it does. It com- did get people to play the game. The game is popular, and I, and I, I have to assume the anime is an enormous part of that machine. Sure, I think so too. Sure. And and to be to to give you a an actual number, since they launched the trading card game in 1999, they have sold 25.2 billion cards across the world. That's wow. an insane amount of Yu-Gi-Oh cards that's, somewhere that's in circulation. Too, that's too many. It's too many yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh cards. It's a big number. And that's a big show. Let's wrap it up. Well, look, we've we've caught them all now. We've, uh, <laughs> you know, we've become the very best. We've caught them all. We've looked at a lot of these shows. We were um, on the road to Viridian City. Hey, let's hear that song again. <laughs> now... And then we left Viridian City and we watched a bunch of Poke Clones and they were they were terrible, you guys. This was yeah. a bad idea. <laughs> I, I had a great time with this. <laughs> I did too. I, I like finding food on. Yeah. I, I feel like this arc of your show was inevitable. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, like, uh-huh. that's, it, like one day this would happen. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's yeah. sort of where we were at too. Is like you can only dodge Yu-Gi-Oh! so long. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's Yeah, like, I uh, appreciate that we couched it in in this kind of structure. Uh, I think that's important, and I think it was good to to watch them on context and historically mm-hmm. watch them and see everything that kind of spiraled out in the late '90s and the early 2000s, and when things kind of had to get a little more derivative or you know shift or pull from different sources as it got further from the '90s. Um, yeah. Now, what do we think? I mean, we don't have a lot of time left here, but what do we find was uh, the best Poke Clone? I mean, I'm going to cheat and maybe just say Digimon, which we didn't watch in this part, <laughs> but we watched yeah, before. But, but I but still Digimon's think Digimon is so much better than everything that we watched. Uh, like, 
it it was it, I don't I don't I don't think you can I don't honestly think you can choose Digimon because Digimon it, while it, while it is a Pokey clone, it was it was almost simultaneous. I know. Same with Monster mm-hmm. Rancher. Yeah, like, they were and they were all so... very soon. Like I'm sure they were all in development at the same time. Like you couldn't you can't necessarily say that the first iteration of Digimon, like maybe as it went along. Well, but the other thing is that Digimon was also Digimon was also an A list IP. Yeah, like like all these other ones were kind of like B and C list IPs, but Digimon and Pokemon were like on the same level in terms of like development and like uh, uh, cachet. Yeah, yeah. Like they had a lot going on, full synergy. I don't know. I of the ones that we watched for this arc, I'm inclined to say Beyblade. I think so. Just because yeah, the show was surprisingly entertaining. Uh, it, 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 it had a nice balance. It didn't make me feel like I just ate two whole pizzas and now I'm going to go throw up. It didn't make me feel like I was getting pandered to in a way that, like, like I hated. You know, like, it's obvious they want me to buy tops, but I'm not going to buy tops. And, like, <laughs> right. that was okay. That was okay. Like, me, me knowing I'm never going to buy a top didn't stop me from kind of enjoying the show. What it was the most successful at is sort of evoking that feel of being kids in the neighborhood playing, just sort of playing your game, you know, yeah, and living totally. in your little community of teens or, you know, or young, you know, young kids just kind of like playing tops. Um, and they mm-hmm. didn't own a, they weren't gifted a boy. Uh, <laughs> like oh, Satch, Satch Bell. Bell was so fucking weird. <laughs> that was a real rough one. Um, (laughs) I mean, I want to give, I want to give like a special shout out to Fighting Foodons because I think it was like the wildest, like possible iteration. Fighting Foodons is legit. But it Mm -hmm. it just wasn't, it wasn't the same kind of Poke-Clone, like, you know, the kind of things we were looking at. Like it didn't, it didn't have. They weren't selling you a product. No, they were not. Look, we've had a lot of fun today. We've had a lot of fun the last couple of weeks. Um. I just want to thank our guest, Kyle Hennig. Yeah, buddy. Absolutely. Thank you guys. so much for joining us today. So much fun. It was a blast. Thank you guys for asking me to be on here. I had yeah, a lot of bud. Fun. Of yeah. course. Do you have anything you want to promote right now? Um. Yeah. Actually, I don't know how much the the crossover there is with your audience and what uh, what we're up to. Who even knows? I don't know either. But what do you we'll got going out. on? Um. I'm do I do a um, I do a live stream that's soon to be a podcast of uh of a uh, tabletop game of Exalted. Ooh yeah, uh, yeah that's in the right. Third edition. Uh, it's called Second Breath. Uh, we're on Twitch at uh, Second Breath Podcast or Second Breath Cast, excuse me. Nice. Um, and Sweet. we play every, we play every Monday at seven o'clock Pacific time. Hell yeah! So come Great. check us out. What's yeah, your but... character in one sentence? Um, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson meets Michael Clark Duncan meets uh, Hathor Bjornsson uh, as <laughs> as All Might in Avatar: The Last Airbender. That's incredible. Uh, you had that one ready. One to of go. those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, well, fuck yeah! Thanks for listening to Poke Clones. We did four weeks of this. I can't believe we did spent the whole last month watching these these very exciting pieces of content. And uh, we're gonna do something totally different next week. So we will see you next Tuesday. Bye.